Welcome back to the DMC Podcast, Season 2, Episode 44. And today we're talking about meticulousness. Kind of, you know, kind of a weird one, but I've been thinking about it, talking to my friends recently and chatting about perfectionism and all these sorts of things. So I thought it'd be interesting to get your view on it, Manny, and hear what you've got to say. But before we get started, how are you doing, Manny? I know things have been quite hectic for you, maybe as a result of meticulousness, who knows? But yeah, how are things going on? Man, I love how you tie in these intros straight to me. It's <laughs> hilarious, honestly, every episode. But no, uh, it's, I've been really good. A little bit stressful, sorting out a few uh, holiday things. So that's just been on the uh, horizon at the moment. And yeah, you're right. When it comes to being very meticulous, you need to be very like, for me, when it comes to holiday planning, especially, like I need to know where I'm going for, to and from, like how I'm going to get there. So for example, if I was leaving to go to, let's just say a random airport, um in Germany how would I get from that place of where I'm staying to that airport which subway would I need to take what time would I need to get there for am I going to get there is it like I land at 2 a.m how would I get back to the accommodation and stuff like this I think that's just called being being prepared man I don't think it's being meticulous I just think like I would want to know the mode of transport and everything and maybe perhaps even the price sometimes so like that's when it gets a bit uh, more attention maybe yeah yeah yeah, when it comes to stuff like this but I think it's just to make sure that everyone's on the same page so like if someone said to me, present where you're going on holiday, what's, what the estimate price would be if I want to want someone to jump on the holiday, I'd be like, this is what I've got so far. And we'll see what goes, where, where it happens from there or what happens from there. Even. But that's pretty much me on my side. You didn't really much talk about yourself much, Joseph. How have you been keeping up? I remember you told me you found out about this podcast episode because you're just in the shower thinking about it and you obviously spoke to some mates. So how have they been? How have you been? Man, I've been good. I've been good. Enjoying living in my new place. You know, get everything moved in. Got some plants now, so that's pretty nice. Got some little planties. Learning how to live alongside a train station. Being able to fall asleep. Thankfully, my parents, when I was younger, but when we were trying to sleep, they'll start playing rock music so that whenever Fancy, we try... Thankfully. Yeah. thankfully. No, because, because you know why? Because that means I can now sleep through anything. So there might be trains going on. I might have our window open and hear, bro, I can hear the announcer from my room that's how close we are to the train i can hear them being like this is duh, 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 duh. and so i can hear that thankfully because of the rock music i can now just sleep through it because my parents conditioned me to be able to do so so shout out to them for that and you know shout out to the trains for keeping me and my girlfriend up for it for some of the early hours of the morning but learning to get through it but it's how aside from that your girlfriend nice. feel about that in terms you know of what like the just, is she yeah. a heavy sleeper as well or? well i'm a pretty peak snorer so she has earplugs oh in. Days, yeah, she man. has earplugs in anyway. She has earplugs in anyway. So she's calm. Like, it's fine for her. She can just kind of literally block it out, physically block it out with an earplug. So that's all good. That's all good. It's not too bad. I don't um, think I snored, to be fair. I don't know if you noticed that when we went on holiday. I don't think I snored, unless I did. You know did. what? I was asleep before you, man. When we went on holiday together, Manny, I was so tired. I was asleep before you. But, does it, but like, was my snoring bad when we shared a room? I, bro, I can fall asleep. Like, someone could rob my house and I would never realise. <laughs> like, is that bad? That's how bad okay. it is. Okay, I'm glad we shared a room, Manny, because I, I didn't know if you snored because I was asleep yeah. one time. You may have been, so no uh, that's all good. But, so, you know, snoring aside, snoring aside, it's been a been a good it's been a good week it's been really enjoyable it's still nice and sunny still warm a little bit of rain here and there but hey you know what can't can't ask for every can't have everything been exploring a little bit the sun without the rain to be fair. exactly exactly I'm, I'm looking outside now i'm looking at the, the sun beaming through the windows thinking mm, be a good time to go do some shopping so yeah, yeah, sit in the sit in the grass, have some, have a have a donair, you know, all that good stuff. So got some nice homemade lemonade as well. So, all looking good for me. 
Um, but yeah, well, do you want to bring in what we're chatting about today? Yeah, so of course today's episode is all about ventriculousness and uh, we took a look at uh, taking a look at the Google definition. It says showing great attention to detail, very careful and precise. Is there anything that you think when you think about meticulousness? Obviously, you kind of bordered onto perfectionism on the start of the episode just as an intro. So I'm assuming you're kind of going in that direction anyway. But what, yeah, do you, yeah. what would you like to add to that definition? Yeah, for sure. Well, this is just a personal thing because I don't when it says very careful and precise, I'm, I 100% agree with that. But sometimes for me, meticulousness goes above and beyond that. And it becomes to a point where like, everything has to be done a certain way rather than like being done to a certain level so if you're meticulous about something you're also meticulous about how it gets done not just the end product but I don't know if that's as a result of my upbringing my teachings my knowledge of the word how does that correlate with yours your understanding of it Manny I think meticulous it's um being ultra careful really in a sense and it's sometimes that can be shown in being very hard working but I think it's it could be, in a sense, very demanding. I think demanding is one thing that comes to mind when I think of meticulousness because not only do you demand a certain level from yourself and other people potentially, but it's very much a demand to uphold a certain level of accuracy. I always see it as a thing of someone very meticulous is someone who has self-imposed demands or expectations for the things that they do to be at a certain level. I don't know if you necessarily agree with what I'm saying either, but that's something that comes to mind. Um, I know some people just think when someone thinks of someone meticulous, that they're just fussy. But I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> always the case. But I think yeah. that's something that <laughs> people do actually say. Um, do you think that yeah. do you do you agree with my stance or do, do you disagree with my stance that meticulousness is about the way th- is also encompassing the way things get done rather than like the quality? Or do you think it's more about how much attention to detail there is it doesn't matter about how it gets done just the level of quality i think it's a a both it's what uh, Mm. how how it's done and like what is being done in the process to achieve that and i think that's when you think of meticulousness you always think of people like making the, the smallest adjustments in like i don't know like a few millimeters changing things or maybe perhaps if you eat at dinner table you know someone who like lights their forks and knives in a certain place um, I'm kind of like that to be honest. Not like a lot, but like I do really? move my fork and knife a little bit. Like, what I like, side? What side I do like, you have? What side do you have your fork and knife on? Fork is on the left. R- knife is on the right. Uh, but when it's together on one tissue, I have it left and right like that. But I don't know. Like these small adjustments, maybe it's just mm. me uh, easing myself and not being feeling stressed. But like, I'd make very few small adjustments. But they're not doesn't necessarily mean it has to be exactly like this far away from each other it's more so just to feel more at ease um but for me it's never really in that case it's not like how i did it it's just what i'm doing so i think there are cases where meticulousness can border over both i don't think it's so cut and dry as it being one or the other um obviously we have experiences and know people that act differently or act in a certain way so we feel like it's quite binary but i wouldn't necessarily say I wouldn't necessarily say that's the case. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I can I can see that. It's just I feel like I don't know. I don't know where that that idea of mine came from. That it's a perfectionism thing, maybe because it's quite interesting. Though. Yeah. Well, like, do you, do you see something like? Do you see it in that way, or do you see it as more of like, oh, they care about the outcome and they care about the good quality rather than perfectionism? 
but I think that 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 aligns with perfectionism, even though like it's perfectionism is more to be like something being like perfect. There, there is, there is that I uh, like fine line of everything needs to be perfect. So it's the process of it being perfect as well as the outcome, and not only just one or the other. And I think perfectionism is, uh, just an indication of someone who, perhaps, struggles in a sense to have things done in a certain way that they don't believe is careful or precise and I think that's that's the main takeaway that I've taken from that when it comes to meticulousness and something that you've also mentioned already um so now that you kind of covered a little bit what it's about and we'll delve into it more in terms of the how far does it go and to what extent but before we do when do you think it's good to be meticulous about things and when do you think it's like it's beneficial and when when can someone you know take that extra care in something could it be is it strictly a work-related thing can it be done in a personal life when you're meticulously examining your relationships is that even a thing like where where do you stand and where do you think this kind of plays into it I think meticulousness for me um it always plays a part in terms of it's like you're you're engaging in your analytical mind Uh, so what does that mean so that basically means that for tasks such as using an Excel spreadsheet, mathematics, anything academic-based, I think meticulousness should be used. I'll give an example. There was like um, a company I applied for, and it said answer every question with at least 100 words. And then for whatever reason, I didn't count. I had 110 words, but then I made a few adjustments, and I didn't count the number of words. I think it was something like 95. And they got back to me and said that I failed to do the, the task, so obviously be careful next time read it properly. Like legit, I was annoyed. Don't even get me started. I was Wait, so annoyed. What? By that. So you 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 used five less words? Yeah, it was like something like that. Or like it it was either between ninety, it was between eighty nine and ninety five, hundred percent. It was between that. But even still, like if it was like ninety, it's still ten percent lower than the expected. But I wasn't the point. The point was I went actually over a hundred because it said it said at least a hundred. But then I wanted to cut it down to make it sound a little bit better and more concise, and then. I got like not instant rejected, but basically got an email saying, be careful next time when reading to your task. And it's moments like that when I think meticulousness is um very important. But I wouldn't say engaging in your analytical mind or being meticulous in your relationships is um a good thing. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing either. I think it's very much in the middle. Like it's good to take care and care for the people around you and make that conscious effort with people. But at the same time, if you analyze everything, like I've been there, bro, where you're analyzing when you're talking to someone or if you're talking to a mate and something seems a bit off and they're not messaging you properly and then you're engaging in that mind and that mindset, it's just you overthink a lot. And I think it's because you want everything to go a certain way, it can, in fact, even backfire. I feel like you can definitely overanalyze personal relationships. You can kind of, you can see patterns that aren't there or you can think about something so much that then like, if you believe that this outcome is happening or you believe that a certain situation has arisen and then you start to look at patterns which support your line of thinking, they may not even be there. That that might not even be true. But because you spent so much time like analyzing and being meticulous and looking at all these little small irrelevant things, you make them relevant and you start to force incorrect situations that aren't even necessarily true. So sometimes you can overanalyze a situation and start, as you said, you know, the key word there, overthinking. You can start overthinking things and get into like a spiral where you make up scenarios and situations in your head that aren't even true. And 
sometimes you forget to actually take a step back and think, let me look at the bigger picture. Let me look at what's actually going on. And then from that point, you can start to realize, oh, oh, so that's what's going on. That's what they meant. Oh, they didn't mean it in this way. Whereas sometimes you get so focused on like the little, you start nitpicking a little bit and you find it hard to just see the the actual outcome or the actual situation at hand if you're being meticulous about personal stuff. I feel like sometimes it's good to do that. Sometimes it's good to, you know, piece things together and try and like figure things out because you don't want to make an incorrect assumption. So you start to think about things a little more, but there's a fine line between not wanting to make an incorrect assumption and then you follow that down the completely wrong path because you've made one incorrect judgment at the start and you follow it down the wrong route. So it's all about towing that line when it comes to analyzing personal relationships. But when it comes to like, um, as you mentioned, a work-related environment or just anything to do with studying and something that's analytical, I think it does pay to be meticulous. It does pay for you to be careful about things and to pay attention to things and I know I definitely suffer from this that I'm not meticulous enough 100% I'm I'm, some most of the time I'm the kind of person who's like eh it's good good enough for me and then sometimes usually it is good enough but sometimes it can be better and that's something that I fall prey to because a lot of the time I'm like well I'm happy where this is at I don't really want to put any more work into this let's just call it call it quits here I'm happy with it and then I realized oh I probably could have done better should have put more effort into this and hindsight is twenty twenty, you know? So sometimes it's a, uh, yeah, it gets a bit sticky for me when it comes to those kind of situations. I definitely can learn a bit to be a bit more meticulous sometimes. I think though, when it comes to stuff like this, especially when it comes to work, showing great detail is important, but if you lose yourself in the details as well, it's, I think that's the main thing really, whether it's a pers- personal relationship, whether it's work related or anything in those kind of like areas of life. If you lose yourself too much in the source and the details, it's, it really makes things a lot more difficult and challenging. Because yes, you can be careful and precise, and that's very important. But if you're focusing on details which aren't as, I don't want to say potent, that's potent on the right word, not as important or relevant as things that you should be focusing on, it kind of it's, it's kind of redundant being meticulous or being meticulous because it doesn't help or benefit you or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think what we're both trying to echo here is that there's a time and a place to be meticulous. It just it depends to what extent you want to do it and and how good you are at not going down the wrong path. How much you trust your judgment as well, really? Like if your judgment is on and you're meticulous, then it's a good combination because you're not making incorrect assessments. But I think it's a bit unrealistic to think that your judgment will always be there 100 percent of the time i know you, from, yeah i'm sorry to cut you off but i wanted yeah. to ask do you think there's like a correlation like a negative correlation between judgment and meticulousness like in the sense that like if you you're less like if you trust your judgment more you'll probably be less meticulous in that sense where it's like you won't need to be so precise and accurate even though like mm. it's weird it's not like you don't need to be those things but you are those things because you trust how what you believe in or judge yeah i think i i think there is i think the more you trust your judgment, the less meticulous you need to be because you because you know that your initial output, the initial thing you create... Oh, level, the, oh yeah, the initial yeah. process that you've gone through already is at a level which is meticulous enough exactly. kind of thing. Exactly, because yeah. your judgment is already accurate. But 
there are times like I remember working with a, a particular friend of ours who is quite the meticulous person. I think you, you think you, you may know who we're both talking about. He's quite <laughs> a meticulous kind of guy, and he um, working alongside them in a group is always an interesting thing because you know you'll do well in the group project. Like you know, at the end of the day, it will be you'll get like a good grade, but at what cost? You know, staying up very many late hours going through loads of rewrites and rehashes and stuff like that. And that's something you have to put up with because you want the good grade in it. You know, you want to get those high marks, but the perfectionism that our mate, our mutual friend shows sometimes is a bit annoying because there's so many, like the vision that this person has of the outcome may differ from a vision that I may have, but I know that their vision, they've, they probably already got their judgment of, they've taken these things into account that I may not even thought of. And so going along for the ride with them and trying to follow their point of view may be difficult for me to initially do because it's not my project. It's not my plan, but I know that their plan is still going to be a good one because of how they are and how meticulous they are about things. No, hundred percent, man. It's like, I wanted to ask you this as well. When, when you spoke about it, you said it was based on some of the experiences, obviously the people that we met along the way. And we noticed that being meticulous has pay dividends in a positive sense it's been negative do you feel like if you were more meticulous would it be positively affecting your life or negatively affecting your life i feel like i prob i should be for me because i'm not as careful about things as i could be like if there's like a hundred percent is someone who's extremely meticulous and there's zero somebody's not at all i'm probably around 30 I think a good place to be is 50, maybe 60. So because I like to do things at my own pace, which is quite a, relatively a slow pace where I can just take things as they are and relax and do things here or there and kind of just do it well and get it done, basically. Get it done in a good time frame and not have to stress and worry about things. But there's times when stress and worry might actually be useful. They might, it might actually give me that boost I need to get things to a higher degree of, you know, output, a higher quality, you know, as you said in the start with the definition to make it more careful and precise. I feel like there should, I feel like personally, I should be more precise, but I don't really know how I can do that. What would you say for me, Manny? If like, if you, do you give me, would you have any recommendations to give me about, a way that I can override that when I think, uh, I guess I could do this better, but I'm not going to. What, what could you do to stop me going that I'm not going to and I, I'm changing that aspect to I will do it? I think every time I feel like you have a question when it comes to I could do this or I could do that, give it a go and see what happens. Because the truth is, if you don't give it a go, you don't give it a chance either to even see if it was a good or bad thing. And we're hope it's a numbers game, really. I'm hoping that every time you do this, the times that you decide to pursue or go forward with these things that you could have done, those outcomes are more positive than negative. And then when you have those kind of references and built up and examples, it kind of naturally becomes a part of who you are and you start acting in that kind of way and move in that direction rather than trying to force it instead of being like, oh, I don't want to do it or I want yeah. to do it and stuff like this. But instead, if you actually give it a go and be like, okay, you know what, for the next 10 or five times, I'm going to just try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And we'll go from there. And I think that's a really positive way to go about it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because like, I get quite worried. I'm not worried, but I, I pay heed to the fact that sometimes I may try every single thing and 
none of it will work. So I, sometimes I, I find myself thinking, well, if I'm trying like the top five options and then the bottom five options make up the extra 5% of things that I haven't tried, but it takes just as much time as the first five, I'll just ignore those. And I'll be like, well, I've tried 95% of the things and there's a low chance that this other five things are going to make it work. So in the interest of time, I'm just not going to do them. And sometimes that's that I may fall, fall prey to thinking that that's going to be the same for everything. Whereas in reality, that may not be the case. So that's something that I may need to override it, especially like starting work next week. Um, I'm going to obviously need to get back into that and be more meticulous at things that work. I'm not saying that I wasn't before, but in my personal work, in my schoolwork and my studies, I'm far less meticulous than I am at my like employed work. Where, whereas where there I've got someone not over my shoulder, but I've got a manager to answer to, I've got tasks to do, and the responsibilities that I have and the role that I have is far more wide reaching than simply just myself. And so that's something I'm going to need to definitely introduce. So I'm going to try that, Manny. I'm going to try that and hopefully it will stick. Hopefully I'll see that it was worth doing it. But um, where do you place yourself on the on this list? Would you say you should be more or less? Um, I feel like I'm just right. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I think <laughs> the Goldilocks probably, zone. The Goldilocks zone. I'm like, I. It depends, man. There's sometimes I just don't like. Obviously, that example with the job one, I kind of didn't show like the attention to detail that I should have. For the most part, I think I am quite meticulous. I like to have things kind of planned out and sorted out properly and regimented, or regimented even. And it's just these things where I want, I want certain when it comes to certain like things I want to do like if I'm planning a holiday I want to have like a clear structure of this is what I'm going to do this is how I'm going to do it this is how I'm going to get there and there's things like this and especially when I work towards goals and objectives I'd like to be like very um meticulous in the sense that this is how where this is what I want to achieve within this year and then I have like a few bullet points underneath or drop down writing down like this is how I'm going to achieve it this is the way I'm going about it and then we'll see what happens from there and that's kind of how I've started living my life a lot more. And to be honest, Joseph, I've kind of seen very positive uh, results from that when it comes to being like meticulous going for a job interview. I am I told you last time in one of the episodes that I've, I wrote like a 14-page document. And for some people, that seems very excessive. And even for myself, I thought this is a bit much. But the truth is, I like to go over the finer details. This is how I'm going to answer it. This is exactly what I believe in. This is how it links to the company and all these things and questions that I consciously think about when I'm answering. But this is how I really break down what I want to do and how I uh, hope to be successful in achieving my targets. And this is why I feel I'm quite meticulous. But that doesn't mean there's some things that like I, I couldn't give a bother to like at all. And I'm not meticulous about it at all. And it, it sometimes is bad, sometimes it's good. But the way I go about life now for like being meticulous for me and engaging in the analytical brain is being used a lot more when it comes to like academics and going for things and uh, achieving things but don't get me wrong when i'm meticulous about like friendships relationships and uh, meeting new people and just talking to people in general it it does provide itself a little bit of a hindrance in that sense because it's like oh if this happens this could mean this and it's constantly these being so being so like ingrained in certain details which i feel if i took myself out a little bit it would probably be better for the level of stress out. I think one, and I know that one of my friends who's particularly meticulous about their work. Also, I've noticed that in personal life, 
this is a really good thing, by the way, that they remember things like little details about me or little details about things that I'm doing or things that I've got coming up. Like if we're having a conversation and it's just we're talking about family and like I'm talking about my little sister or something like that. When I see the same friend two weeks later, they'll remember what I said. I'm like, oh, yeah, how was your little sister's first day at school? And I'll be like, bro, I didn't remember saying that to you, that she had that and stuff like that. Obviously, this is a made up scenario, but this kind of situation that he would remember because he's a meticulous person in his studies, in his work. And so he takes that into his personal life in a really good way where he remembers these things and it makes interactions feel even more genuine because you know that he's actually listening to you and that he actually like here's the things you're saying and he's actively listening and he's interested in it as well because a couple weeks later I haven't talked to him for a few weeks and he's like oh yeah so how was your holiday I know that you went to this place this place this place and this place and he'll remember these things and I feel that's so like heartwarming and that really strengthens the friendships as well because like I know that he cares and I know that he listens and that's partially as a result of his character but also it speaks volumes about the level of relationship that we have. And I really appreciate that from him. And so sometimes it's really beneficial to be meticulous. I wouldn't say that's meticulous, to be honest, that's just like paying attention, but some people could say, well, that is being meticulous, you know, in a personal life. So that that's a good example of when it works well, because it shows the person that you're talking to or the person that you're interacting with, or you have the relationship with that you actually care. And that you actually pay attention to them and you're actively listening to them when they speak and it makes them feel valued as well. It definitely made me feel valued when he mentioned these things that I mentioned in passing. And that was really nice. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there's a strong relationship between caring and being meticulous? Or do you feel like when you care about something more, you're more meticulous and vice versa? If you care less, you're less meticulous. I feel like I feel like they're almost I feel like they're almost synonymous. I feel like in order to be meticulous you have to care about it because if you didn't care about it you wouldn't be meticulous you wouldn't give it the attention or the detail that it needs to have you know if you care about your grade you're going to be meticulous about the thing that will get you that grade if you care about a friend or a relationship you're going to be meticulous in the way that you listen to them because you're going to be paying attention sometimes people for just are kind of zoned out sometimes they're not in the right frame of mind to be meticulous about friendships and be meticulous about paying attention to others because they've got so much going on but in other times when you care and I, I think it's I think they're kind of synonymous with one another I'm not sure if you agree with that Manny where do you stand I think I don't know because meticulousness it could I'm not going to say that your personality is like you're born with it because you're definitely not I feel like it's very much nurture but if you've gone about things your whole life a certain way like, oh, there's structure to how I have breakfast and how I brush my teeth and what I do in timings. And that's been like, that's that's a good thing for me. So let me apply the same logic to everything else. I think then it becomes um, hard to say that you care because you're not necessarily caring. You're just a, a respect the process and you understand the process works here. So I'm going to apply the same process there. I don't know if I can give an example, but it's like you don't have to, Someone could not care necessarily about what they do, but they have an appreciation for how they go about things and the kind of standards and values they hold themselves. So they will perform that job very meticulously. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll care about the job. They just care more about their self-image, about how they feel they have to perform or have to do something because that's who they are. It's a part of them now. So that's just one example I could mm, think of. That's like, interesting. Something that I kind of came to mind when you were speaking 
um, which really crossed my mind. I was just hoping that. What do you think about that? I think that's a really interesting take, actually. I, I, I don't know. I feel like, but then they care. But then at that point, they care about their self-image and they care about the standards they hold themselves to, which you could say is still being meticulous and still caring because the standard they hold themselves to is the thing they care about, not necessarily the outcome of what they're doing. But there's still a level of care there. Oh, because... oh, of course, of course. It's just the idea of care, the subject of care is not necessarily exactly. the actual yeah, the, the... thing that they're performing. It's more so about themselves. A personal yeah, thing, argument. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's an interesting It's an interesting viewpoint. I like that, I like that. That's something I hadn't thought about, definitely. That's cool, that's cool. Um, But yeah, I was about to say, though, like, for some people, or just anyone in general who feels like they're very much, like, too much in the details and does things a certain way and has to feel like things have to be done a certain way. How would you try to like talk to someone about potentially moving away from that if it's damaging their lives or they feel like, yes, this is the way that they are and they want to change because they feel like it's not benefiting them as much anymore as they might have when they were younger because when they were younger, you kind of need a structure. But as an adult, I feel like you can kind of be a bit more lenient on yourself because now you bear the burden of responsibility to yourself. Um, but what do you think about that? How would you try and allow mm. someone to try and move away from that? I feel like the best thing you could do is to assign a time frame to something. Like, say, if there's, I don't know, a piece of work you need to get done and there's, like, maybe a priority list, you have to get these things done and you could get these things done. It's like, in, in, in our scenario, Manny, we could say there's in scope, out of scope and like potentially in scope things once all the core functions are done and you've done like everything that you need to then everything else is just fluff and for that kind of stuff you can add time frames to it you'd be like well if i'm not able to get this done in two hours i'm just gonna leave it you know sometimes people if they're so perfectionist they can't get they can't be done with something until they've done absolutely everything they have to and to that some points it becomes a time damaging thing when they spend so long on something that they can't tear themselves away from it because a they've already committed let's say six hours to it and they can't bear to make those six hours be a waste but b because they can't simply be finished with it because in their eyes it's not done yet but if you were to assign a two-hour time frame and think right i've done all the things that i have to get done now everything else is just it would be nice if this could be added on. This would be a cool feature. This would be something that would be, I say, like on your studies, it'd be a nice additional thing to have. But if you assign a time frame to it and you're not able to get it done in that time, you could think, okay, maybe there's more to it than I first thought. Maybe this is a bit out of scope. Let me just leave it here. I think that's a really good way of giving yourself the time of day because you can start to see progress in those two hours. If you see progress, then you can be like, okay, well, I'm getting there. I can see myself getting there. Let me just do a little bit extra. But I know a lot of the time people will do that and then they'll keep running with it and think, well, I've done a little bit of progress, but it might be like 1% in two hours. And it might be like, okay, let me just call it quit. So it's about maybe analyzing and understanding that the time progress trade-off and figuring out what you've got done, what needs to get done. And if there's any better way your time could be spent as well. You know, if you've got in a, you know, you've got a relationship that you want to try and rebuild whether it be friendly a friendship one or a romantic one and you find that you've hung out with this person and it was fun it was nice but it just didn't feel the same sometimes it's okay just to let go of it you don't have to make it with absolutely everybody you don't have to get on with absolutely everybody and sometimes those things aren't going to click and you don't have to force it 
so perfectionists, if they're perfectionists in their analytical brain, they might think, no, 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 we can we can make this work. We can make this happen. At one point, you've got to look at the trade off there and be like, is this worth it? And take a step back and assign a time frame to it. Be like, OK, let's meet up a couple more times. If I don't see any progress in this and it's not going forward, let's just leave it there. I feel like that's a that's the kind of recommendation that I would give. What about you, Manny? Joseph, 100%. I, I was just saying this a little bit earlier as well, off, off camera. Um, we are very logical people, man. And it was so funny. I was laughing. I was on mute, but I was laughing when you said uh, the trade-off between uh, progress and time. Because the truth is, I was thinking the exact same thing. And that just goes to show like how much we, we're actually the same, man, when it comes to <laughs> using our brains. Um, but it's definitely something that could be of use where you do something, you see the the um progress based on you being less meticulous and is does that warrant a um not necessarily a conversation conversation but like does that warrant being less strict and rigid on yourself and being so accurate and precise um at the cost of how much progress you've made and i feel that is a, a really good way to go about it and for some people it might be a way to actually mitigate themselves from continuing to be as meticulous as they are as meticulous as they like like to be because they want to reduce that but then that poses a question question joseph um do perfectionists get things done better than everyone else and for me just to answer this before you jump in the answer is yes but then the, the question after that would be but how long does it take that person you know what i mean so it's really um quite mm. difficult to gauge like the answer to that question i feel like has to be yes but it's just the timing and it's the time it's like deadlines deadlines probably like are the hardest things for someone who's a perfectionist and that's what i mean like the trade-off and time thing is a really good concept i really have it speaks to me quite a lot because i was thinking the exact same thing but um i if i have anything to add on to that i'll, I'll try and add it on on when i respond to whatever you're going to say now yeah well it's it's i i agree that ultimately they would get things done better than other people but at what cost you know at, at what are they sacrificing to get that you know our close friend who we were chatting about before he got three extra months to do his final project due to extenuating circumstances and you know that was those are circumstances out of his control and it's not like he didn't deserve the extra time of course he needed the extra time because of the circumstances he was in the personal circumstances but it would definitely it was definitely useful for him because it allowed him to spend a bit more time and it was allowed him to be the perfectionist that he is and do it to a degree that he's happy with but i guarantee you because of his perfectionist nature anything that he handed in would not have been in his eyes perfect it wouldn't have been something that he was ultimately completely happy with he must have been like well this is the deadline now i guess i've got to give it in at the stage that it's at if, if he had his own way he would have taken another entire year to do that project and then handed it in or then even then it may not have ever been done you know that's the problem with perfectionism is that they spend their whole lives trying to get something done to complete perfection and you i think like deadlines like stop that though from happening but it's a good so. way that someone has a deadline because then they yeah. can realize okay i can't achieve this goal it's not attainable yeah. let me make the perfect most polished version of what i can do within that time i think it's a great limiting factor because it still gives you plenty of time to do things to a high level but it also means that there's a cutoff point there's a point at which you can't just keep extending it and keep dragging it on and dragging it on i think it's a good way of limiting that perfectionism that some people you know suffer from but i do also agree that the 
perfectionists do get things done better because they are so much more meticulous with the details and they take more things into account you know as i was saying with the, you know this particular friend i've been in a group with him twice and both times i was happy for him to take the lead because i knew that the outcome would be something that's very strong and as a you know it's a good outcome and we would do well because of it and i was happy to follow his lead and to maybe yes yeah, stay up a lot later than i potentially want the mythical the mythical 2am cutler came out which many experienced as a result you know but it was worth it because we managed to get that done and yeah the cost may have been a couple of hours of sleep and as unfortunate as it is that may have like snapped at some people a little bit you know a bit unfairly because i've sleep deprived and i'm not i don't do well like that but it was a good grade and for those who are snapped i apologize then i apologize once again i'm sorry about that but um we got there in the end because of this perfectionism but is there something that i can do personally i wouldn't say so is it something i need to work on to get myself closer to there absolutely one thing i wanted to actually talk about because you mentioned it earlier as well where you said the deadline is a limiting factor is there any other limiting factors that comes to mind when it, you try to like help someone in that case because i can't think of any really mm. and i'm just curious if you could think of any i know deadlines was one that we obviously both come to conclude on because this is the reason why people have to submit their work and it comes to like the academic work but how does I someone think, without a deadline yeah. what's that limiting, limiting factor look like i think it comes down to like optimal timings to release things or to, to or to produce something or just like pressure or recommendations from those around them you know help is someone else may need to step in and help them realize look you look joseph this is as good as it's going to get in this time frame you know it's going to take you so long to do the, and it just takes someone else to have that conversation with you and for you to also be willing to accept that a lot of the time perfectionists aren't willing to accept anything less than perfect but if they are and they're willing to accept it then it all i think an additional factor can be someone else stepping in and being like look i think it's time that you call it quits and break it down for them and make them realize this is as good as this is as far as you can take it for now always say for now with a perfectionist because it makes them feel a lot better and it makes them think okay when well, i can return back to it at a later time i can pause for it for a bit my dad definitely suffers from this he does so many projects so many little things going on and he he wants to have a vision of how something can get done and he doesn't like compromising his initial vision but sometimes my brother and I like just say to him look dad I know that you've got this vision for this and I know that you want to get it done to this certain level but how about just for now and we always use for now we get it done to this stage at first and then next week you take a break from it, you go back to it with a different aspect or you take a different angle or you just leave it how it is because it works or whatever. I think just having another person there to take you out of it and to help you realize, because as you said, sometimes you can focus so much on the facts, you get wrapped up in it and you can't see the stage that you're at. You can't see where you're at in there. It takes somebody else to help you realize it. And I think that's the only other um, limiting factor that I can, I can think of. But um, yeah, to... To, to move on to the, the, you know, the closing of the show and the last kind of stuff we want to chat about, do you think that having a long-term plan is a good thing to have? Because, you know, the only times when I'm particularly meticulous about things is holidays. You know, those are the only times. And you experience this firsthand, Manny. I like things on holiday to be 
precise 100%. and just know where we're going. I remember when I said to you as a joke, yeah, we could just stay here for an extra day and you just looked at me and like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, 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 100%. Like, I, that's the times when I'm the most meticulous because I like to get to, I like to get from A to B and I like to do things that we set out to do on holiday because I really value the time that we have in different countries. But those are the only times that I'm meticulous. So when it comes to a long-term plan, do you think that's something good to have or do you think that is a bit more limiting because you've convinced yourself that you have to do these things and so you try and force it? Where where do you stand on that? I have a few long-term plans. So for me, I would have to say that I think it's a really good thing. I, I have a... I used to be very strict on it. Uh, as I've got older, I've been a bit more lenient, but there's still like the idea of which places I'd want to go in terms of like um when it comes to like my career path, uh what kind of person I'd want to meet. I'm kind of strict on that to be honest, like the knowing the right kind of person and stuff and, and things like this, because if someone said to you or me, you have a list of everything you want and you can get 80% on that list, I'll take it in a heartbeat. I think you would do the same. Um, and it's these things where if you don't have a plan, really, it's quite hard because you just go through the motions and then you settle with whatever's given to you rather than it being, I clearly want, these was these were my wants, but they weren't able to fulfill all of them, but I'm willing to negotiate to 80% rather than it being, oh, I don't know what any of my wants are, but I've only taken like 60% of what I actually believe I want to. And I think that's why I feel is it good to have quite a structured like outlook on your long-term plans uh, based on what I've just mentioned, but also in the fact that it gives you like targets and objectives to aim towards. It's very easy to get caught up in life. And obviously now that we finished university, it's going into the real world of work and things change. And if you don't really, if you lose sight of what you really believed in or what you want to go after, I feel like it's quite hard to go back to that. And then you start realizing, oh, I wanted to potentially, let's say, for example, someone wanted to lose weight because they were going to go to the gym. Then you started working and then you didn't really have like a plan where it was like, I want to do this, this and this these days. And I'm going to go for X amount of time. It's very easy to be like, oh, I'll just go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. And then you realize you haven't gone in like three months and you're just spending money on the membership. And it's these small things that add up because these habits are really important. And I feel like to actually give you some like, not balanced but to actually give you a purpose or reason to actually do something i feel like a long-term plan is necessary the meticulousness of the long-term plan is up for debate but i think having a long-term plan in general is very necessary how do you what do you believe do you disagree with me do you agree with me i think i think having a structure i think having a structure is the best idea for 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 long-term stuff just generally knowing where you want to do what you want to go into if you're happy in your in your current like work field where you want to go if you want if you want to progress within a certain time if you say to yourself well in a year and a half I want to have gotten a promotion or a year and a half I want to have created something that I'm proud of you know it as you said I think it's great that you mentioned the meticulousness of this plan is up for debate that depends from person to person how specific they want to go I don't think it's a great idea to be super specific because then that can lock you into something that you may think initially is a good plan. And you may think, oh, this is going to, this is how it's going to work out. And it's going to be this, 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 and then have so many things in a short time. If something doesn't go according to that plan, it can scupper the whole thing and then everything's out of the window. Whereas if you have a loose structure and think, well, I've got my 
work contract for 18 months. And in those 18 months, I want to have created three pieces of software that I'm super proud of. I want to meet this many people. I want to network to this degree. And I want to do this many um, outside of work assignments and stuff like that. That I think is good because it's not being super specific and super meticulous about what you want to do, but it gives you an idea of the things that you want to involve yourself around and surround yourself with. Because then again, as you said, it gives you something to build towards. It gives you a structure, it gives you an idea of your day-to-day life and how each individual little day is building to something bigger. And I think that's really important for keeping yourself, keeping everything in mind and keeping things, you know, in scope. No, hundred percent, man. I agree. And I'm glad we did have a bit of back and forth in this episode this week. And it's nice to um end on something that we agree on. That's that was really awesome. I appreciate you saying that. But I just wanted to give everyone um just an appreciation message because like we always do, we obviously post this every week and sometimes the times do get uh, all over the place, but I know people are still showing the support and that means a lot, especially from friends and family. So I want to give everyone a shout out for that. Joseph, I want to give you a shout out for carrying on and staying strong. Um, Thank doing you, man. This Thank for so you. long, man. It's been, I think it's now, it's, if there's 104 episodes in two years, then we're on like episode 44 of season two. We're getting close to the bigger three digits. Oh, like my 90, God. 90 something, like 94, I think. 96, 96. 96. Oh, yeah, damn, it's 96. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. So <laughs> that's amazing, we're get, man. We're, get, we're getting there to the big 100. And uh, just want to say I appreciate you and thank you so much. And yeah, like if you haven't done so already, our Instagram is at the official DMC podcast. You can catch us there if you want to ask us for suggestions for uh, episodes. If you want us to bring on guests, let us know. We're willing to have people on. Um, so whenever you see an episode that you resonate with or you feel like, oh, this person is really cool, let's even try and get them on. We're more than willing to listen. Give us a rating. Obviously, we don't do any advertising. Uh, we just post on our social media. So if you give us a rating, it really helps with other people hearing what we have to say and sharing our platform. So we appreciate you for doing that also. And give us a follow if you want to stay up to date whenever the latest episodes drop, they will come straight to your Spotify and you have like a little green dot and it will show you that there's new episodes live and that's where you'll catch us on Spotify at the DMC podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Uh, Joseph, thank you once again. And this is DMC podcast signing off.